to A Galaxy Not So Far Away, a Mysterious Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Becca. And I'm Gary. And today we have with us bookseller and social media manager, Michelle. Hello. Hey. Hi. Welcome back to the show. We're just... (gasps) General Kenobi. (gasps) (laughs) Do-do-do. Sorry. It was the hello there made me happy. The Kenobi trailer (laughs) dropped yesterday. Like, ugh. I don't care. We're not here to talk about Kenobi. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. We're, Let's sorry, talk about sorry. it. Later, I'm Michelle. sorry, but until no, they've committed crimes. Disney's dead to me right now. Oh, Let I mean me that's not what the show is about. But I'm curious about about the the we can Gary, trip you're taking it. us on. Gary, it they, is technically put, related. Gary, they <laughs> paid money into like the thing that just got signed into effect in Florida. Yikes! I did not know. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Well, okay, the, the I guess the don't say gay shit. thing. And like literally like the the creator of the Proud family has had to come out and make a statement oh, in support no. of queer people. Like it's really drawing oh. a lot of lines. And you know what they've done in response? They released the Obi-Wan trailer. They released oh. the um Moon Knight Lots trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize okay, this make thing. yeah, this makes sense to me now. Let's talk about the this Muppets. in social media wise ways. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though. Like, like we can cut this part out. I'm just, I wanted since Gary did not know, I was like, let me just. No, tell no, you this is important. Up. And like, and like, Michelle, like I know you're joking a little bit, but also like this is what companies do to like yes. mitigate disaster. A hundred percent. Yeah, whoever is like, I wish that like businesses took social media more seriously because the social media manager should have been in the room. To be like, hey, don't. But who do- says they weren't? Oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah. then they're stupid. I have been. I have been behind closed doors for lots of different reasons in different types of situations. situations? Hmm. And um. Yes. Hey, this is what we're about to do. Conversation. But I want you to spin it in this way. So do this instead. Yeah. Oof. And yeah. so it's just, it's rough. I, you know, I, I came out, like, if if fo- if listeners follow me on Twitter, you know, I really boldly came out yesterday and was just sort of like, you know, I won't be distracted by shiny objects from the truth. Yeah. And it's something that, I mean, our political system does it all the time, like, hiding stuff with other oh, yeah. stuff. Like, this is a classic tactic, but I won't be fooled. But also the... Um, the amount of information and when it gets released to a different platform. Like, look at the three of us. 30% did not know. And that's such a, like, really accurate representation of how information gets spread, when it gets spread, you know, and how it travels when it travels. I think it really is unfortunate that it has become a niche group to be algorithmically put into to like find out about like important news regarding like activism and like human rights. Mm -hmm. Because like, even though like, I know both of you are pretty active as far as like, you know, caring about that sort of stuff still Mm -hmm. like there's that disparity and yeah, like it's, it's wild. Sometimes it makes me yeah. like question, like, is it because you guys, like, engage with more Disney-related stuff that it's being suppressed heavier? Like, I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> I think for me, it's because, like, the window I have into, like, the Disney stuff is purely, like, from the, like, the Star Wars side. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm consuming the books and, and trying to keep up with the comics and... And so, like, I, I'm following a bunch of, like, podcasts that are speci- – pages that are specifically Star Wars related. So yeah. all I got was that Kenobi trailer. Like, I haven't seen anything about the, like, Disney side of the don't say gay thing, which is horrendous because I had I had read a lot about, like, what's going on in Florida right now. Also, but, uh, I guess that uh, yeah. the create they came out uh, – I don't know if it was the creator or someone on the creative team in general – um, for that new film, Turning Red, the Pixar one. Yeah. Apparently yeah. they cut a ton of queer stuff out of that. I did just, I did just see a tweet about that. Like, And then, while I mean, we you know break. what happened with the Owl House and how it was, you know, supposed to be. Yeah. And how hard they had to fight. Like, it's, it's a lot. Uh, we don't have to go further into it. I don't want to make the episode entirely about <laughs> that. But yeah. 
Gary, since you didn't know, but, I figured I should tell you. No, I appreciate it. But sadly, that. that's the, the reality of it. Like, the amount of information, and it's not 100% delivered to everybody in a whole. And I think certain brands or even certain avenues use that to their benefit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I don't want us to sit here and pretend that, like, Disney doesn't have, like, connections with google and all of the different social media apps that are also owned by bigger companies like google right. and microsoft like it's all carefully like delicately planned like none of this is coincidental mm -hmm. and it's so no. like inundated in our culture that it's like nigh impossible to avoid like right everything you know that, that you is? have and consume it's, it's social media management yeah yeah, and like yes. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure Michelle will voice agreeance, but I do often feel like people don't think that, like, people think that because the work is being done on a phone or an iPad, that it's not real work, right? And yes. there's just this sort of like, <laughs> like I sent Michelle a really funny like video of like, you know, your boss comes to your open casket funeral and is like. Hey, I know you're not technically working right now, but we just have a few social media posts that need to go out. <laughs> and, and it's not even like real work anyways. You can do it from your phone. Right. Like that is real work. Like I see, I see. Okay. So because, because we brought Michelle, we brought you here to talk about the fact that you've been social media manager for, I don't know what, like nine, eight months, nine months now, like almost a I year. Think so. yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and I see you do this every morning. Like we open together every day, and just like watching your process of like putting together stuff for for our socials is daunting. Yeah, I mean, it's different. I think of how I look at it. Sure, if you look at the bones of it, of my steps, of all the things that I do to open up, you know, look and it's daunting for everyone else. But for me, it feels like I'm in it because this is my world. Yeah, yeah. and I think. That is evident to a lot of people who are actively on socials, who not active, uh, who post actively on socials. Yeah, it's a part of their world, their environment. And I feel like even if other people think, you know, that it's crazy, I'm comfortable in it. Sure. At the end that of the day, I don't think that the majority of people can say like I certainly like I'm going to say this for myself and I'm going to say that I believe it's true for most people. But it's been over a decade of my life that I have not lived more than maybe like a day here or there without Internet. And even yeah. then, like that's just like direct Internet access. Right. Like that doesn't account for things like TV or whatever else. So. Right. I mean, I think that this sort of like hesitation to take social media seriously is so much ingrained in that it can also be used for fun. Yeah. And it's, yes. it's, it gets the same treatment that being a professional artist does. Because they're like, but you're 100%. having some sort of fun with your work. And that's not allowed in a post-capitalist society. Oh, your right. work is but fun? That's not, it's not, you'll never work a day in your life if you do something you love. So, right. So, so I feel like true. social media, since it's fairly new on a general term. Yes. People in general do not understand or even don't even uh they don't see that it can be used as such a great tool for marketing in general. Like I feel mm -hmm. like people don't see that this is your free marketing tool. And technically I'm on the clock. I get paid to do what I do, but it is such a great way to advertise your brand, who you are what you're trying to do, your message that can come across and anything like that. And the fact that your message can get spread out to so many people all at the same time, once you press post, that's such a great thing to do. Or, you know, it's such a great thing to witness. Yeah. The fact that we can post a fun message and then in turn post a serious message, for example, say gay, that whole you know, concept of what brands are doing for it, but then at the same time, what brands are not doing enough for it. Mm. And the contrast of that, or even the balance of that is such a like interesting thing to see if you step out and away from it and how much information is out there, but also how much is not out there. I also think that like, especially for us, like on that topic, like discussing, like, you know, bringing social activism and 
politics it, it like it is an unavoidable part of the world that we live in and you know right. i really i think that it's a huge knock against a lot of companies that that don't say anything and i do also think on the flip side of that that it's a huge knock against a lot of companies that do when it's not necessary like mm. it, it brings to mind very much like uh from bo burnham's thing like who are you pizza bagels Pe yes like, yes right like i don't need to know <laughs> it's not do you do you support wheat thins it's do you support wheat thins in their fight against leukemia or whatever yeah. right yeah and like so i think that like it, it's a double-edged thing for sure but i think that god i god damn it i lost my train of thought because i started thinking about bo burnham <laughs> it it's it's a fine line when you look at the overview of your bottom line and let's be real everything is all about your bottom line yeah every brand social media is trying to produce something even if you include something about your activism about what you feel deeply about what you feel like you your viewership should or should not believe that you're trying to portray um it's also the concern that your bottom line is going to be affected in one way or another whether mm. it's a positive outlook or a negative outlook and i think that is that where the hesitancy comes in for a lot of people if you look at small let's say businesses who don't want to rock the boat per se because then maybe half of their customer base will disappear but i think when people look at it that way of what is about to be taken away, you're forgetting that look at all the things that can come your way. It's yeah. sort of like the... I was gonna I, I was gonna say that you and I do a tremendous amount of research into yep. social issues. Like we yep. we are personally involved in a lot of like yep. activism and politicism online and in real life. And like for me especially like I do a ton like I that is most of what I focus my like energy on if I'm not you know doing whatever the other things are that people know mm -hmm. me for my like you know my art and stuff um and like i think that's something that is so important to me and that like i i think i'm always like always like repeating over and over again and like probably annoying everyone with is just like we have to be genuine and it yeah. has to like it has to actually feel genuine and like i think that's so much of what a lot of like companies fail with on their social media is like it feels like they're trying to capture something that mm -hmm. they don't actually feel or think yes and yeah. so, like for us like we aren't in a position like pizza bagels where yeah. it's not relevant what we think about these issues like i think that for us you know being a, a staple for the community for entertainment but also education like it's literally our job to stay actively involved in like real life issues that affect yeah. our community right. Right. yeah i mean like we i think because bookstores are way more abundant i mean bookstores are a struggling industry all the time but like bookstores are way more abundant today than they were in like you know medieval times or whatever like when the we 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 disseminate information to people even if it's guised mm -hmm. in fiction like stories have a real impact on like the way people think and yes. the ideals that they have well, and it's because stories so, are written by real people yeah. pulling and from so their real life experiences we have these we have these conversations that happen and this is like something that i'm actually interested in now that we've brought up like pizza bites or or the disney thing or don't say gay like we have these conversations every so often in our internal work chat about like should we say something on this issue and I'm really right. curious as to, like, what that – how do you engage with that when, like, something happens and it's like, should we say something or not? Um, I think, for example, in specific to Mysterious Galaxy in our store, we're very fortunate that we have management that backs up and relates or even feels the same way that we do. So yeah. it's easy for us to relay that information in how I would want to say something or even how a collective group of our coworkers will want to say something. And I feel like we're all like-minded for a lot of the issues that are going on today yeah. and wanting to also not just relay about the message, but also the, the books that we could help relay that message. And yeah. so for example, we have our monthly themes that we do on Instagram. 
And we are always active about the type of message that we portray during these monthly themes and the type of or the books that we select for these monthly themes. And we um, we look at all the different titles, but also look at the different authors that we may not have portrayed, like, for example, specifically for March. It's Women's History Month, and we made it a choice to feature female or women authors um, who have not yet been out in the publishing industry for that long, and for those who we have not uplifted before. So we are choosing to use our platform to uplift these voices and their content. And it just happens that we always choose titles and stories that match with what's going on in the world today sure well i think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that when you look at our store more and more it's very reflective of what the outside world looks like like we have an intersectional community within our stores like structure and that lends itself to a more diverse like diversified you know selection and i mean more so than that like I think that something that we do that I have seen a lot of other stores, you know, whether it be like a big books, a big box store or, you know, a small scale indie like us, you know, you know, stumble and do, which is recommending books like during, you know, these types of events Mm -hmm. that are by authors who like actively are damaging these groups. Right. Like like recommending a J.K. Rowling book during Women's History Month, even though she you know causes tremendous pain and damage to tons of women like that sort of like i feel like at our store specifically we put so much like time and effort into making sure like that like not even we put a lot of stories like not even just the stories are but like i like let, let me just say this if anyone's listening out there comic creators if you've done something bad i've probably kicked your book out of my store because yeah. like right i don't want to like we make strong stands in our store and that's something that i really love about working here like if something isn't oh we've if, if pulled books isn't, we've yeah. pulled books and gotten rid of mm-hmm. stuff when when shit hits the fan and like and let me just say right now like that is not the same thing as what is happening with book bans like that yeah. is yeah we are not stopping anyone from reading them we're not telling no, people that they if, shouldn't if, we're just choosing to use our space and our influence on our community for good yeah if someone's going right, to place an the, order because they want the new illustrated harry potter book coming out like they'll be able to get that book with us but it's not going to be on the shelf we're not going to cancel right. it but yeah because it affects us uh, as a brand as a store but also all of the employees on a personal level yeah. and i think that yeah. the fact that we get supported in that way individually just brings it to a different type of community and within Definitely. our store we had well, a really great conversation I... with jenny um i think one of the times that that jk rowling had a particularly like potent we sort talked of about death around. of the author right we did we we that's but that was the impetus of like it happening okay um, was like before that big like letter that she that came out or something. That's right. I think like that's that's what that's what kicked the death of the author author conversation off in the first place. And we've made stances. I think personally in store that that are a little. We have started pulling those books off the shelves. I think we and only like, have maybe like three. I don't know titles. that we have any anymore. I think it's all gone. I believe so, and it's just like it's because. We there is such a rich, large amount of stories in There's that so much type stuff. of universe. Yeah, yeah. And like beyond, yeah. even if even if you are a fan, I need like you guys to remember too and think critically about it. Like it's not just her current transphobia and actions that are harmful. It is her portrayal of characters like Cho Chang yep. that are harmful. It mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. you know turning an asian lady into a snake for like the sake of a white guy's storyline it's making characters retroactively inclusive like it's saying oh sure i totally wanted hermione to be red as black but i do have a little bit of a hard time believing that like yeah because if 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 she wanted that to be there it would actually be on the page yeah and one of the i mean i guess if we have to look at a silver silver lining of this right Closing that door on that author allows us as booksellers to look for other like-minded stories that 
of the reason why we fell in love with it in the first place. Exactly. Did. And it gives us a chance to say, hey, you don't need this because look at all these other chat or stories that are almost like it, but better yeah. and diverse and has a voice that could 100% relate to you in a way that maybe that one didn't. And I, I find that so interesting and so good. And I love translating that onto social media. I mean, a lot of the things that I try to do, at least for our social media, is recreate the things that happen within our store doors and even within our chats for the office to put it out into where everyone else can see it. Because I think the booksellers make us who we are. Yeah. And I always want to portray that. Onto well, the- that's sort of the goal with this, right? Like, this is the reason I wanted to do the podcast for the store in the first place was like, I don't think I don't think you get to get into the heads of people in no. in a parasocial relationship unless you can like like actually listen to them like actually like have yeah like that was exactly and that was what pushed me when you and i talked about it to like be like yeah like we should start it now during the beginning of the pandemic because yeah it was the first time in our store's you know lifespan that we were we've had like taken the away from the, the customer yeah like, yeah directly. absolutely like, we weren't able to have these like face-to-face like moments and still conversations we have here the conversations that we're having with each other in the store is the conversations we're having with the customers that are coming in because we just had like uh we just had a really great we have a customer that's been coming in the last couple weeks who's been spending a lot buying a lot of incredible stuff and and she came in yesterday and was asking like hey i'm looking for like sci-fi or fantasy from a off i She's a new customer, a relatively new one. I know her last name, and I don't want to just, like, say her last name, but I don't remember her first name. (laughs) Okay, Um, it doesn't matter. She's been coming in the last couple weeks. She was very sweet. Uh, She was asking about books from, like, people of color in sci-fi fantasy that have elements of humor. And we have... It's me, Darcy, Michelle, Kelsey up front, like deliberating. And also we're on Slack, like asking the other booksellers, like <laughs> what recommendations do you guys have? Because like. It's basically uh, like a Justice League meeting every single yeah. time that you ask us for a book. Yeah. We're like, hmm, let me consult every other hero in the vicinity. Yeah, we, we've been calling it. I think Darcy and I internally have been calling it the bookseller hive mind. Oh, my um, God. Which is really what it feels like because, you know, you have that moment. I think Kai did a really great TikTok about it where, like, you ask for recommendations and suddenly there's 60 of them. (laughs) And it's like, oh, here's everything that all of us can come up with right now. And I think it's it's better than Google. Yes. You know? Especially when they first read it firsthand and they know exactly what they're looking for. Like, nothing on Google is going to say, hey... I'm looking for, you know, category one, two, three, but I'm going to throw in a sideline because I need plot A, B, and C. Yeah. 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 I really just, I, I, I appreciate that we get to have these conversations and I'm, I'm just fascinated. Like, I don't think of like the podcast as part of social media in the way that like our TikTok and our other things are, but this is another way for us to engage with our community. Yeah. This is social media. And, and like, we get, you know... It's parasocial media. All of our listeners think we're best friends. (laughs) No, we are. No, wait, that's dangerous. No, we're not. Uh, But, like, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Parasocial relationships are unhealthy. Yeah. They're complicated. But, like, that's the thing is, like, I, you know, I always... For a long time, I was, like, kind of underwhelmed. Like, oh, we, we don't get that many downloads compared to, like, other podcasts that I'm aware of. But, like, we get more listens per episode than we have people show up to the events we do every day. And, like, Damn. that's an interesting engagement. Yeah. So, and, I don't know. And hmm. I don't know about you, but none of them are, like, like my parents, David, like, they don't listen to the show. So it's not like my, like, super close loved ones are, like, bumping our views or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't give a shit. They don't want to listen to me. They're like, finally, someone else will listen. The thing is that, like, we don't get feedback about the podcast in the way that you get, like, likes on Instagram posts. That's true. But it's also a different audience ship. That's also true. 
That's so also true. It's, <laughs> sorry, David messaged to say, I hear your parts of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what Gary and the guests say. Um, I, I, you know, we manage all these different avenues and platforms, and I feel like the feedback is different all across the board. The feedback so is true. never the same. Yeah. Let me tell you and something, dude. I, as the person that is the admin of our Patreon, which is still a social media thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I beg them. I'm like, please tell me what you think of these things. Tell me when you get your, you know, holiday, you know, package. Dead silence. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, did did you get it? <laughs> And it's fine. Like, they're not required to answer. But it is interesting, like, how we get so many comments on, like, a single TikTok video and then, like, static silence on, like, a bunch of other things. Yeah. Right. The feedback loop is different. And I think it's interesting how we have to change how we deliver our message because of that feedback. Yep. Or lack of. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) And that's another thing that people don't realize about social media, like, as a job, which is, like, cross-posting across platforms is not as simple as just copy-paste and upload. Yeah. It sure isn't. There are character limits. There are hashtags that will and won't work. There's words that algorithmically you can't use on certain websites because it'll lower, it'll tank your viewership. Yeah. And just being able to not use the same thing so it doesn't look like you're a robot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. If I use a hashtag or if I like say like Patreon or link or things like that on my like Twitter, the post is guaranteed to get like zero views because the algorithm's like, you're trying to sell something. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about how you just sent me a TikTok about Instagram marketing and how the new things that are showing up on everyone's Instagram feed are link shop or what is it? Um, Shop links. Shop links. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Which is related to it's related to how Facebook is as a business. And I think that's always important for brands to think about going forward and you know I talked to someone today who is planning to create their own bookstore and about how social media can work for them and how they should create their content and what the formulas should be and I told them they need to create what they want to see Mm. out there and they should create for themselves before they create for others So if they want to recommend books for themselves or create book posts for themselves or create videos for themselves, that's how it should be versus thinking, let's produce this and have it go viral because it will guarantee never, ever turn out that way. It's true. I, I think that it's one thing to like follow trends as they pop up because it's fine. Like, like we use trending audios or hashtags all the time because like in the moment, that's what's going to help you like get more eyes on it and like that is sometimes like all like all it needs to do right like it serves its Uh purpose there and then like we focus on making the content about us and whatever we want to share but like every single time I on my social media or like through my like art shop or you know through my illustration work in general have made work just because I thought it was what other people wanted to see it almost always flops it almost always tanks. It doesn't matter how many hours of work I put into it. It doesn't matter how hard I market it. Because, like, there's this real perception that people can't feel your vibe over the internet mm-hmm. or whatever. But I yeah. absolutely think that, like, like, dude, if you couldn't feel vibe through, like, or, like, someone's, like, you couldn't, like, get a sense of, like, emotion or intent from written word, books would right. not exist. Like, they would <laughs> yeah. not have an impact. Like, yeah. literally, like, what are you talking about? Um, right. Clearly written words on the screen have an effect. I follow so many people because I like their Twitter vibes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and, and you know, that I, goes for across all the platforms. You have yeah. to find the vibe that you relate to and then, you know, turn out, turn around and 
produce that for yourself or even for your brand. And that's something that a I lot really of the- like about TikTok, which is like all of us do pretty well on there because mm-hmm. there's so many different audiences that each of our individual like types of content hit. Yeah, exactly. Plus, who knows when that TikTok video is going to hit your for you page? Yeah, you mm-hmm. never know. Sometimes um, I'll, I'll see TikToks that we the store have put out days late because that's when it shows up on my on my mm-hmm. for you page. Mm-hmm. So that's like, oh, how did I miss this one? I thought I saw all the things that got posted. Yeah, there the algorithm is a constantly evolving beast. It is so unfair. Yeah. I don't know why they like I don't know why app and tech companies have decided that like every time social media like managers or like workers get a hold on like when a good time to post is or like how to like navigate and out like that's when they're like let's change everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like don't you don't want us to use your stupid platform to conduct business? I hate following them. I'm a rebel. I don't like following them. I choose when I do it. But like, but like, here's the thing, right? Like, I think it's 50 50. I think like for me, I try to, to do, to post whenever I want, but I do pay attention to like whatever the latest, like algorithmic, like update or relevant thing is because sometimes it can totally like posting whenever you want or doing whatever you want can totally screw you over. And like, if you're someone like, a a business like our store or a freelance creator like myself, you know, you need people to see your content and you need constantly new people to see it or else like you will fail. So I obsessively look over the insights for each post and I look to see when it hits people's feeds as well as when they look at the feed. So for example, I'm going to look at our latest um, Instagram post because I have a break at 1230 and that's when I usually look at Instagram. Versus... Why are you doing that on your break? Stop that. I'm not. I mean, it's uh-huh. an example. No, 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 no. I, I I'm just, am I'm just... sending the tapes to Kelly. You've been caught. <laughs> um, but versus play the uh, law and order music. When, <laughs> when everyone else will look at it or whenever our viewership will look at it or when the majority of people will look at it. Because in theory, everyone looks at social media when they need um, a brain break mm-hmm. or they're waiting for something or they're bored. They need to clock in soon. They don't want to do the thing that they're going to do. My highest so what- percentage of viewers on TikTok are at 3 p.m. Interesting. I mean, you know, like I think it's because like that's a real like, I don't know. That's when I need a brain break. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is always in the morning, and that's probably everyone who doesn't want to start the work right away. Yep. So we follow those trends, not what everyone else tells us to do, but but like the personal store specific. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I that makes sense to me. So though. like nefarious of the outlook like, of the programs themselves to like have these constantly changing built-in algorithms that like go against what the advertised nature is of the platform but how would they know specifically that something that works in san diego california is going to work equally as well in new york i they guess don't. that's true but right but i, I think believe about, like, that it's just what about like whenever they do like you know mass updates or whatever and like folks from like all over complain about like the changes like there must there have to be some things about these like algorithms i guess that but the update the update changes the api which then in turn changes the demographics of it pretty much resets it so yeah sure it changes everything but because everything is reset from like a point zero so it affects so, everyone. It doesn't matter. Correct. That's wild. Correct. I didn't think. So then it'll take I did some not time. It, it reset you back to. I mean, they don't say it. Yeah. Of course not. But I've been doing Bookstagram for such a long time now that this is always every time there is an update, it's the same complaint over and over yeah. again. And Can you we just have about... to. Sorry, no. Yeah. Finish. Finish your thought. Oh no! It, I'm just saying. It's like. There's no other reason, but because of the update, everyone starts from zero and then you have to rebuild that insight again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I was going to ask, like, you mentioned this, and I don't know that it, I don't remember if it came up um, when we did the social media episode the first time with you and Kai, but, like, you have a lot of, you had social media experience before working for the store. Like, this wasn't something that you, like, picked up because you worked for the bookstore. Like, yeah. So I've been blogging since, mm, I don't know, maybe 2006, 2005, Uh uh, something like that. And then Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they all came along and I've done all of those things to present books onto people and just push it down their collective virtual screens. Um, I've done the Tumblr thing. I've done it all. So yes, I have experience on the different avenues of what did you like but also i sure did (laughs) did you um asian avenue no it starts with an x it was like zanga zanga i sure did did you you hot spots i think that was like i I didn't like it yeah (laughs) i did not (laughs) oh Oh my god! This god, is I haven't thought yes. about Live Journal in a long time. Did you? Did you? The Doll Palace dot com? No, I refused. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were really missing out. I think that made me gay as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that going on there and like, because like it was like you could make your little like dress up doll, and then you could go like into virtual chats as your little dress up doll, man. Um, oh, I so Meta is just bringing back doll chat. Yeah, but I not mean, in a cool way. No. <laughs> As proof like Yahoo by, did that. Did you guys see the trending article today? I thought I was going to throw up. It was like, the the metaverse has its own police department already. Oh, I did see this actually. Did you, oh, yeah. did you see oh, what yeah. they were called? No. No. Guys, I like dead ass, please like, cut this part out because I do not want to ever say this on our platform. They are the police it is just a bunch of like tiny anime girls in police oh, uniform no. like like and that is the word you know for like inappropriate like art of little children yeah like i yeah. was i was shocked i was like how could you guys Ugh. write a fucking article about this like shame on y'all <sighs> yeah. fuck the metaverse <sighs> Mm-hmm. It's bad for the environment. Get us out of here, Becca. How do we segue from this? <laughs> we should talk about genre hopping. Yeah, because that was a big thing that you and I chatted about when you were talking about, like, sort of what goes into like your work for helping curate our celebration and awareness recommendation list. Like, so do you want to talk a little oh, bit about that? So we. There are a lot of booksellers at the store who have a good, vast experience with books, reading books, different genres. Um, and Only some of the booksellers, though. Only <laughs> some of us have a vast experience reading books. Others no, of us, like me, cannot read. No, but reading in itself is you know, the type of medium that you want to take in. Mm-hmm. And reading is not just limited to reading black and white words on a page exactly i don't believe yeah that. yeah so i feel that we all have a vast knowledge of reading in whatever format that we right, choose in very different ways in yeah. very different ways and i just going back to the bookseller hive mind that we've talked about before when i ask about a theme do you have any recommendations we always get a large list of books and titles and formats to feature And I'm always interested in all these different genres. So personally, I genre hop all the time. And I just finished the book. It's fantasy. And I'm like, okay, time to go into middle grade now and switch it up. Or, oh, I feel kind of murdery. Let's go into mystery and thriller. And I do that that all the time. Just so that I know what's going on. I admire that you're able to do that. I'm just not good with that with books, I think. Or like I haven't um, given myself that space. I think I feel like I could be. I th- aren't you the one who told me that your goal this year, your reading resolution, was to read something from everyone's staff picks? Yeah, and like that. yeah, and I've I I love slowly that worked my way through that, yeah. and I want to because I mean I feel like if I am the representative to represent the booksellers for our store, I should know firsthand what that they're makes reading. sense. 
Oh, I respect that. Yeah. Because, like, you're fair. definitely the person at the store who's read the most of my staff picks. <laughs> really? Almost yeah. certainly. Almost I'm certainly. I'm not reading them. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> but I think it's also, like, a good way to connect to our audience, you know, especially if they have something that they're looking for. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, I know oh. something. Or. Um, I mean, I do New Book Tuesday as well, so I'm always curious once I start looking at that. Right, I feel like like uh, Gary and I both end up like reading the descriptions of yeah. tons of different books yeah. when we do the minisodes. And like, I find mm-hmm. stuff all the time. I'm like, this sounds inc- incredible. Yeah, yeah, and then like we do like I don't. We both make notes of like those books and do end up purchasing them most of the time. Yeah. Or when I um, start scheduling for the events that we have to do, or when I do the Monday Instagram story thing and I have to write a little synopsis for the books for those events. Yeah. And I always read them like, oh, this sounds interesting. I need to put this on my list. Yeah. I mean, it's a very large list, but still, it's going Ever on that growing list. growing list. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. There's the TBR, and then there's the other TBR, and then there's the TBR that you, like, abandon. Uh huh. There's a TBR for show, the TBR that you're actually looking at, and then the TBR yes. that you tell people you're adding things to, but you're really not acknowledging. I tell you that what, TBR. the TBR <laughs> that I present to you guys is not ever really my TBR because my TBR is full of 18 plus books, and if that's, I have to face the cashier uh-huh. whenever I buy them, like I, I'm not. We don't have to talk about it. If it's good, I'll tell y'all about it. If it's not. <laughs> It's but just I'm not actually come going up. by a TBR. I just go through like, oh, what looks good to me today? Yeah, what am I feeling in the mood for? Mm-hmm. I try to keep. I like traditionally like to keep a stack of like three to four books that I like. I'm either like I try to keep one that like is something I keep putting off and want to read, and then uh-huh. I have like a couple that I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna read this really fast and like it's it's whatever and then i always have like one that i'm like i'm taking my time reading this and by that i mean i'm avoiding finishing it yeah i tend to get myself into this position where like i do have a tbr i have a list of like these are the couple books that i want to get through um but i sometimes i'll get like hung up on something and i know that if i move to something else like i'll drop that first thing right like, I've been reading Leviathan Wakes for, like, three weeks now. It doesn't ever take me this long to get through a book. And I'm so afraid that if I start a new book, I will just never pick up Leviathan Wakes again. But I think you have to give yourself that that space to yeah. say, I'm putting you down. Because we're never in the same headspace when we begin a book. That's true. Or even when we choose to read a book, like yeah, I just say, I want. That I I just pick up and read whenever I feel like it. Well, that's right. the thing is, like I do this with all like a lot of the media I consume. Like this is this is how I chew through TV shows and video mm-hmm. games. Like I have a trail of unfinished video games stretching behind me that goes back years. Like I don't know the last Everyone thing I does. actually finished, but like I d- I'm never gonna like. As much as I enjoyed those things, I don't go back and finish them. And I feel like there's like a guilt about it. I don't know. But there shouldn't be. And I think that's also the side effect of looking at social media. Because oh. you're now bombarded with all of these things. All the new like things. We, we Here's the talk shiny about, toy of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk about all these books through the different platforms that we have. And it's like, hey, don't forget this one. But also don't forget this one. Yeah. And I think that's. It's a representation of us as people that, hey, I'm going to put you in my pile. I may forget about you, but maybe something will remind me later on that I'm sure that yeah. you're there. And like, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I don't know for either. But like, since David and I are obviously friends with a lot of people that are on the creative side of it, um, like we at one point had to just be like, no, we don't buy books that our friends wrote anymore just because our friends wrote them like. Yeah, we would we yeah. would we would be flat broke. Like it's just too yeah. much. Like I don't it, listen to my friends' podcasts usually because that's I don't. There there are too many of them. Yeah, I, like, there's it, no it's time. Overwhelming, and I think it's like you have to be able to also like if it's just like if something about the book is making you like like take like not want to like finish it. I think it's okay to not finish it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. 
I'm a firm believer of DNFing, and I have already done that this year. Yeah. <laughs> I I admire your ability to do that. I, I get, like, stubborn about stuff sometimes where I'm like, no, I know I'm going to like this. I just need to, like, give myself the time to finish it. Yeah, Life is too I've, short. I mean, I Live have a, and read what you want. I have a couple, like, things that I won't let myself, like, do not finish. And it's, like, slow burn stuff. Like, if I'm enjoying the story, like... I would say that the book I'm reading right now, The Love Con, is very slow burn. And, you know, reading, um, what was the one? All the Feels, excuse me. Ah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. was tremendously slow, and I almost put it down so many times. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, but, like, that's just something that, like, I'm, I'm a generally impatient person when it comes to those things in, like, my personal life. And so I think that that's why I don't like to read it. And so I do try to just, like, you know, like, get through it, like, because it is a good story, like. Right. I am enjoying the story, it's just I wish that they would, you know, just hurry up and do it already, you know? But the, <laughs> that is also another reason why I genre hop, because sometimes mm. the pacing of a genre is different. Mm. So, like, middle grade, for example, versus a graphic novel, versus fantasy, versus romance, sense. versus horror. Yeah, the, just, I mean, that's why you never see me with, like, mystery, really, or... I mean, sometimes mystery, but almost never sci-fi or fantasy, because they are slower. Yeah. And they just... There's they a can't lot hold of my ADHD. table setting. Like, they can't. Yeah. They, they are too rich and beautiful in their story building. But then if you find that perfect mix of oh, two yeah. genres, it's great. I mean, look at me with Genshin Impact. Like, uh, yeah. I don't really that's do fantasy. fantasy and it's entirely fantasy. That's so fantasy. It, it has me out here spending what, like seven hours doing like sketch and just line art on some of these bitches outfits. Like <laughs> it has reeled me in. It's amazing. I love that. Where do we go from here? I feel like we were talking about Something Our TikToks that... are cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting close to 10,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, not fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, but that, listening. That's, that's how it is. That's just how it is. I mean, you know, they had an update recently, which took away a lot of bots. And so that didn't help. Hey, <laughs> as we are recording this, we're at 9,979. That's pretty close. We're so close. It's 21. That was the biggest goal that I've had, that we can hit that before my year is. And so I'm really hoping that we hit it before my Help year. Help us, guys. <laughs> if you're not following the Instagram, it's go follow the you. Instagram. <laughs> but Make yes. your grandpa make an Instagram account and follow us. <laughs> big exciting things um but yeah i mean i feel like we could do i feel like we could come back in like a week and do another hour and have a different conversation and exactly. still oh, not 100%. scratch the surface i was thinking about this because we had the same conversation last uh on the last episode that went up the uh manga episode with kelly oh yeah where i spent like, like so much of it just trying to be like no, here are the basics. It was so like, good. <laughs> Becca, this episode is so good, but you're right. Like, it's just, we barely get time to scratch the surface of, yeah. like, the thing we want to talk about. And, but you no know, like... to hear about my spreadsheets for social media. No, I want... I think it's important. Wait, no, wait. Michelle, how many <laughs> spreadsheets do you have for your social media? Okay, there's one main spreadsheet, and then there's the side tabs of the spreadsheets. Oh, no. And the How calendar, many? right? There's also a calendar. There's the calendar and there's How this new project tabs? outline. Oh, okay. Let's count in real time. Please. I, I have this fascinates me. <laughs> I have one for the event schedule dates. I have one for social media captions. I have one for new book Tuesday. I have one for the March theme. The April theme. I have one for TikTok and Reels ideas and how to translate. Michelle, them. when you were in high school, so that's six. No, were you the kind finish. of person? Let her finish. I have social media ideas that I have not fully planned out yet. I have future projects that I want to tackle for the store, and then I have graphic ideas that I want to execute. Nine oh tabs. Nine tabs. Like, were you all, have you, how did you, did you have a binder? Have you all, like yeah, did you have a binder? Did you have a binder? 
I sure did. I had a Lisa Frank portfolio with my separate portfolio. Oh, wait, what, which design? <laughs> Do you remember? Um, I think it was the unicorn purple one. I wanted that one. And instead I got the one of the cheetahs, which ultimately is really cute, but it infuriated child me. Uh-huh. And I love notebooks with little, um, like subject subjects. I love conceptually <laughs> conceptually i look at that and i'm like it's organized it's clean it's beautiful i was the kid who had just like papers loose in my backpack like i that's I how my that brain about works you. What's wrong it's bad with you? it's horrible i don't have a calendar i don't i <laughs> the kid that's like do you have a pen and you're like you didn't bring a writing utensil to school <laughs> I, I thought there was one in here. I guess there isn't. I also don't have the book. I'm Shut sorry. Up, and and I and I was like I like had got good enough grades that I got away with that. <laughs> so Ooh, I never privilege. outgrew that behavior. It's terrible. I know it's bad. It's so bad. But I, I look at Michelle's yeah. spreadsheets and Michelle, I'm like, so you have a spreadsheet that has ten different pages all together on it, and uh-huh. then you have a calendar. I do. Okay, is the calendar I do. coded out into different things? Yes. So okay. the calendar has events between virtual, the clubs, the offsites, the theme posts for Instagram, theme posts for Twitter, the podcast episodes. So I remember to post about it, the book crate information, the TikToks that I work with Kai. <laughs> For filming and posting. And then we have New Book Tuesday thinking about the new theme and all sorts of things. So, so we've already hit 10 different <laughs> topics that are held on the calendar. You do so much. This is wild. On the spreadsheet. And then you said, I heard you start to say that there was a new thing. You want to tell us about the new thing? I don't think I'm allowed to talk about the new thing yet. Oh, but it's a shit. project for the store that we want to do to in theory talk about ourselves for future things and i have an outline that lays out oh i think i know what this is okay what the fuck i can talk to you i'll talk to you about it after but um you know so it talks about the bones of who we are and i don't want to talk about my bones It's how my brain works. It's always been no, how my brain works. It's fascinating to you me. You can't make um, me when... talk about my bones, Michelle. <laughs> it's to highlight how awesome we are. People everywhere needs to know it. Of yeah. us individually, us collectively, all the platforms that we're on, all oh, the things this. that we, you know, we can wow, do. Wow, this sounds big. Things... It already sounds like you've said too much. Yeah. But you know, I think we could you talk about this after and I can trim it down if you need me to trim it down. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. I, you know, the the calendar is now shared to a lot of different people, and I think it's going to be shared to everyone in the store so that everyone knows nice. at what point what we're talking about all the time, just yeah. to have, you know, general uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that we could all cross reference whether you're in store, not in store. Yeah, I no, like- I I admire the hell out of just like the amount of work and like organization that you are able to achieve for Let me tell you the all store something. and the social media stuff because I'm terrible at that. Kim Kardashian's crazy interview that went up, you know, mm. that where she's like, <laughs> "You guys just need to get off your ass and work." She's not talking about Michelle. No, no, she's not talking about Michelle. I mean, I'll just I have say I don't know about that comment. <laughs> I'll just say I don't know who the hell Kim Kardashian is talking about, as if she did not have a rich family when she started. Yeah, out. but uh-huh, exactly, she is not talking exactly about that. Michelle because Michelle has two thousand spreadsheets and she has <laughs> her social security number and she's going to use it, <laughs> and uh... you can't stop her. She's the two the, TikTok- the TikToks that have the. This is for you. If you have 10 million tabs open, please close them today. That's me. That was targeted. <gasps> Michelle, to me. how many tabs do you have open right now? Do you really want to know? Okay, hold on. I'm so curious because I can tell you how many I've opened right now. Wait, it's did you one. Guys see, did you guys it's see the one. new? It's one. 
Did you guys see the new feature on Google where you can put the tabs into groups? Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I really have. Like, Michelle oh, has that. Michelle's oh, doing that. I like it I've because done it. I have a little tab for the mini-sode reference pages, and then I have a tab for all of my insane Twitch stuff because there's so many tabs I have to keep open. Oh, it's amazing. Do you want to guess how many tabs I have open right now? 20. Up or down? 19. 19. So close. Damn. <laughs> Beck, how many tabs prize. do you open? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <sighs> I have fifteen tabs open, and I have two different pages open. Y'all. So most I of, have to monitor things. So two of them are on this other page, and one of them is just like our outro like no, intro info so i can have it on a split screen um i mean aside from scheduling on social media i also have to monitor it and now i, I do only have i only have 14 tabs open now because um i did have twitter open twice for some reason oh there you go congratulations <laughs> i genuinely right now i only um i have i just have zencaster open right now that's the only thing that's open on my computer and audacity psychopath I can't do it. I can't do it. If I have it open, I'll look at it. Like, I'll fiddle with it. I'll, I'll, Listen, I, I have, need to take things away from myself so that I don't distract myself. I have to keep all these tabs open or else every time I sit down on my computer, I will get distracted by the animated background I have and I will just forget why I sat down. Fair. So I have to keep I do all the tabs have, open. I do I have like a lot of things. It's like momento. nine tabs on my phone. That are always oh, open. Oh, let's not talk about the phone oh, yeah. But, like, that's a different situation. No. My phone tabs, <laughs> I got, like, six things open on private. I got, like, yep. 26 things open mm -hmm. on not private. Yeah. If any uh -huh. of you ever look at my private Safari, I will kill you. <laughs> I'll have I to. I reference a lot of things. Like, I usually have... Girl, what so are you like referencing? Right now, like, events... And re referencing it, so when I make my posts, and then, you know, Michelle, do you know things? what job you'd be, like, so kick-ass at? Which? Have you ever seen Veep? Yes. Okay, the job that, um, the really cute bald guy does. Oh, what does he do? Uh... Tony Hale! The one that, like, is yeah. always, like, telling her who all of the people are, and, like, why, how she knows them and stuff. Uh, uh yeah, Buster. Yeah, I haven't had that position before. Wait, yeah, this does not surprise before. me at all. <laughs> Wait, Michelle has done that job before. I no have. Way. Oh I shit, have. my microphone is so turned up. Gary, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah, I've been hitting the red. My bad. Uh, I think you've bumped it a couple times. Or it sounds. Yeah, I think I've heard no, it. No, it's no, fine. no, no. Michelle is the one that is hitting her microphone, not me. Oh, oh. oh I am. I'm sorry. It's I'm fine. Not, there's nothing. I've heard. My I've heard background noise. At this, I deal with this every time we edit. It's fine. I'm used to this. I've had a lot of hats in my I'm life. Sorry for pointing the finger. It's okay. Um, was was it stressful? It seems incredibly stressful to have to tell an adult person what other adults' names are. No. 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 Is it's it just fun. like babysitting? Yes. That's funny. Ooh. Babysitting. I didn't know you were at liberty to say. <laughs> well, now I am. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> we should have a whole episode where we talk about the many lives of Michelle. The many lives of Michelle. Uh, let's do it. Michelle is fun. the most inter Michelle and Jenny are like they're like an onion. You peel back yeah. the layers. And there's just yeah. so many more layers because I, you know, like from I've, Shrek. I've threatened to start a podcast with Michelle, but only because I know Michelle will, like, make people hear it. Yes. Wait. No. He doesn't. <laughs> Michelle is mine. I've already <laughs> taken Michelle as a Twitch mod, so you can't have her. Rip. I can multitask. No, I've seen you <laughs> multitask. Michelle can multitask. We've proved this with this episode. Yeah, but I want her to take it easy. <laughs> That's also true. I get I get Aww. I get on Michelle every time she's not work when she's working, when she's not on the clock, and I'm like, how dare like you? Right now? I, I I'm here until Okay, we need to stop oh. this podcast. You're right. 
Well, I clocked out several minutes ago, so we should end this. Um, thank you for joining us, Michelle. It has been delightful, as always. Thank um, you. It's my pleasure. I love talking to you. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. We hope you found some valuable information somewhere in here um, <laughs> while we had a delightful time with each other. Yeah. Um, there will not be really any books in the description below because we, we don't have any books. We didn't talk about any books, but. But we, if you need any, send us yeah. a DM on Instagram. Hell yeah. Yeah. You can find us on all of Consult our social the media mind. platforms at Miss Galaxy Books. Um, you can find us through our website, MissGalaxy.com. And thank you to Austin Farmer for the use of our intro and outro music cut from Kill the Farm Boy off of his album Bookshelf Symphony Orchestra. That'll be tagged below at his Spotify. And uh, thank you all again, and we will see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away. Bye!